Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. Hi there, I'm your host, Elias, and I'm a firm believer that if you wake up every day, then there is a purpose for your life. I hope and pray this podcast will enrich you with Bible studies, life stories, and advice that you may need. Stay tuned for special guests to appear on the show to talk about all sorts of topics that relate back to Jesus and how it can add purpose to your life. So sit back, grab a beverage or a snack. I'm drinking coffee, by the way. I love it. And let's chat. Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning into The Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Elias, and you are joining me on the very first episode of this podcast. I'm so, so excited. Also, just a side note, when I'm recording this, it is January 1st of 2023. So happy new year. How exciting is that? You know, I have been wanting to start a podcast for so long. So going into this new year, accomplishing a goal of mine and obeying the Lord because the Lord put it on my heart to start a podcast is just so exciting. And I cannot wait for you to be on this journey with me. And I hope that you become a dedicated listener. Now, what is the Purpose Podcast? The Purpose Podcast is going to be all Christ-centered. Okay, so I'm a Christian. I was saved when I was 17. But that's a whole other episode and story for another day. But I thought it'd be really awesome to have a podcast all centered about the Lord. We will have Bible studies, life stories, advice, and stay tuned for special guests to talk about all sorts of topics that relate back to Jesus. Okay, that's amazing because I'm a firm believer that if you wake up every day, you have breath in your lungs, there is a purpose for your life. So I hope this podcast can help discover that, but also build your relationship with the Lord. Now, here's a little bit about myself, um, and I won't do this introduction about myself every podcast episode, but I just thought it was fitting since it's the first one. I am 25 years old. I'm from a small town in Indiana, and I am a coffee lover. So I don't know if you're like driving to work or listening to this podcast and taking notes following along in your Bible, but grab a drink or a snack or something if you're just chilling out because, look, I'm I'm drinking coffee as I'm recording this right now. Hold on one moment. I love black coffee, specifically hot black coffee. But anyway, hi. Again, I'm Elias. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Today we're going to be doing a Bible study, but I want to let you guys know how I prepared for it. I want you to know that uh, I worked really hard on preparing this Bible study for you today, and I want you to have some context behind why I'm going to be talking about why I'm going to be talking about it. So I graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University with a Christian ministry degree, and we had to take a class called homiletics. And homiletics is kind of like a, for those who don't know, it's kind of like a speech class, but really you prepare sermons and and you're preaching to the class instead, if that makes sense. So we had this huge, I can't even, I can't even put into words how huge this project was, like worth a lot of points to, you know, prepare a 20 minute plus sermon about a book, you know, a study in the Bible. So I have my Bible here with me. I don't know if you do too, but I was like flipping through all the Bible pages. I'm like, what am I going to listen or like talk about? Right. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick this story. I can't remember what it was, but I'm going to pick this story and just write an outline for it. And, you know, I think that'll be good enough. Right. So this was the night before I had to do my sermon in the morning and right before I laid my little head on this pillow. The Lord was like, 
on my heart. He knocked. He was like, um, <clears throat> Elias, yeah, I'm going to need you to scratch that entire project because there's someone in that class tomorrow that needs to hear the story about Lot's wife. And I'm going to need you to talk about that. And I was like, oh, there is eight hours until the next class. But okay, Lord. So I got up. I was obedient. And I just went heavy in depth of preparing this sermon. And when I gave the sermon in class the next day, it really resonated with someone, but it really also resonated with me, okay? And it's a sermon that I'll never forget. I'll hold close to my heart. And as I was starting this podcast, I was like, hmm, what should my first episode be about? Oh, you know, I'll just talk about my testimony, you know, get them to know about the host more. And the Lord's like, hmm, no, Elias. There's a reason why I wanted you to talk about Lot's wife because I want that to be the first episode on your podcast. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's awesome. So the past couple of days I've been filtering through my notes of when I gave my sermon and adding more you know, details to it to help with this Bible study today for you. But I do want to put a disclaimer before we get started that this is a podcast. I'm on a time limit on the Anchor website right now. So for the sake of time, I will be paraphrasing most of scripture, but I wanted to give you that detail of me preparing for it so you understand that this is biblically accurate what I'm going to say, and also that I did the work and for you to be uh, fed today through the word of the Lord. So if you have like a pen and paper and you want to know the chapters we're going to be talking about so you can go more in depth and see what the Lord wants to reveal to you specifically through these chapters and you want to read them, I, I highly encourage that. <clears throat> so we're going to be talking in the book, we're going to be talking in Genesis today, okay? So we're going to be studying the chapters 12, 13, 18 and 19. But primarily we're going to be in 13 and 19. So without further ado, the first day of the new year, it's the first day of the new year. So let's start our first Bible study and the first book of the Bible, Genesis. <laughs> like I mentioned before, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Abraham, Lot, and Lot's wife, specifically Lot's wife. And the title of today's podcast and Bible study is, <clears throat> a drum roll, please. Are you salty? Are you salty? Mm. You're probably thinking, Elias, what does that even mean? Well, let me define it for you, okay? So back in the day, I sound like I was like 80 years old, like back in the day. No, but back in the day, <laughs> probably when I was like, 18 or 19 years old. Salty was a very popular term among the peers, okay? Among my peers specifically. It was a slang term. It's not as popular now as it was then, but being salty was like equivalent to reminiscing on the past and being upset about it. Like for an example, he was salty that he lost the game last night. He like just cannot get over it. He just keeps thinking about it. It was like equivalent to being like upset or you know, kind of like missing out or something like, you know, along the terms of that. So this slang term is the perfect title when talking about Lot's wife today. <clears throat> and before we dive into the story, I want to give you some quick context as to why Lot and his family had to move to this very wicked city called Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah, okay? But if you want to follow along, you can turn to Genesis chapter 12. 
And when I'm reading scripture, I will be reading from the New International Version, NIV, from the Holy Bible. So in Genesis 12, God told Abraham to leave his country. God said, The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Verse 4 says, So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. And then they arrived there. So they got there. They arrived at the land of Canaan. Now, during this time, Abraham began to be very wealthy. Okay, so he he got settled there in, in the land of Canaan, and he's like, you know, pitch tents, everything's, everybody's getting like used to it. And then he starts to become very wealthy. He accumulated a lot of livestock, silver, and gold. And Lot also began to accumulate livestock and other things, so much so that the land that they lived on could not support all the people and the things Abraham and Lot had. So they were like very crowded, especially Lot's servants and Abraham's servants are like, listen, all these animals over here getting in my personal space, okay? And I need some, like this is getting crazy. So they start fighting and bickering a lot. Lot's people and Abraham's people start bickering a lot. So it led to a lot of fighting with Lot's herdsmen and Abraham's herdsmen. So in Genesis chapter 13, verse 8, Abraham said, listen. Let's not have any fighting between you and me, Lot, or between your herders and mine, for we are like brothers. Verse 9 says, is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. All right, so it's stated that Abraham and Lot were like very close to each other. This wasn't like the typical nephew uncle situation because Lot is the nephew of Abraham and Abraham's the uncle of Lot, right? So this is like a very more in-depth relationship. They're like close, close relatives. They're like best buddies, brothers, that type of situation. So with this being said, Lot was like, all right, I agree. We need to kind of go our separate ways. And so Abraham was like, just look out before you. Look at all this land. Like, where do you want to go? So chapter 13, verse 10 says, Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zor, which was a other small town, was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot is just like looking around. He's like, all right, Uncle Abraham. All right, let me see. Let me see. Mm. Ooh, okay. I see that land over there. It looks very well watered from a distance. From a distance, it looks very, very prosperous. It looks great. I can see a little bit of lights over there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like that land over there. It looks well watered. So from a distance, it looks great. So I'm going to go there. Okay, let's just pause right there for a minute, all right? So the reason that Lot picked this place near Saddam, right? It's because it looked great from a distance. It was well watered. So he thought, oh, I can have crops there, et cetera, et cetera. 
this is a whole that that particular part of scripture can be a whole sermon in itself. So it's not stated in scripture if if Lot like consulted the Lord, if he prayed, if that's the right direction to go. It's not stated in scripture that he did it, and it's not stated in scripture that he did. But from a distance, it looked great. But little did Lot and Abraham know that that is the most wicked city. And the Lord will eventually burn it to the ground with sulfur because of how much sin is in that land. So from a distance, it looked great. Lot was like, I want to go there. Has that ever happened to you? You may have gotten a job offer and it looks great. You got 401k, the salary benefits. Oh, I accept. It looks so good on paper. I'm going to get this job. And you didn't even consult the Lord about it. So when you go into that workplace, it's the most toxic workplace ever. You spiritually decline because people are awful to you. You're not in a good environment. Like it's just not a good situation. Or maybe you get into a relationship without asking God if this is the right person to date. And you're like, hmm, this person looks godly. They they know scripture. They, they look nice and clean on the outside, but when you start dating them, they make you fall into sin because you didn't ask God if this person had fruit in their heart. That's, this is a whole other sermon in itself, but I just wanted to briefly take a moment and see if that ministered to anybody today and remind you to not do what Lot did, to just say, oh, well, it looks great from a distance. I'm going to go there. No, involve God in your decisions. All right? Do it. It's great. He'll help you out. And if you don't, don't worry. God can turn anything bad in your life for good. All right, let's resume. So Lot gets all of his things, his people, whatnot, his wife, his two daughters, his livestock, and they head towards Saddam, okay? He pitches a tent, and after some time, he's living there. And he's like, holy cow, this is a very wicked city. Knowing how evil it is, seeing the sin right in front of him, he stayed there, risking his life, and the lives of his two daughters and wife. Mm. Now, we shouldn't be so quick to judge Lot on this because how many times have we stayed in a simple situation and didn't leave it by choice? So that's kind of the, the, the predicament that he's in. So, you know, he, he's living in a sinful environment and then the Lord decides, hmm, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so bad that I will go down and see if what they're saying is like really bad as, as they say, right? Um, and so it says that in chapter 18, verse 20, we're going to flip there really quick. Um, God is going to be talking to Abraham about destroying the city. And he plans on sending two angels to check it out before he does. So the Lord was like, hmm, should I consult Abraham about this. You know what? I'm already here. I'm talking to him. I'm going to I'm going to talk to him. So he actually quotes what I just said, chapter 18 in Genesis verse 20. He says, "The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so bad that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that they, that has reached me. If not, I will know." And then Abraham's like, "Uh, okay, but my my nephew lives there." And remember, he loves his nephew a lot. So he kind of pleads with the Lord. In chapter 18, verse 26, Abraham pleads and he's like, listen, God, if there's like 50 righteous people in that city, will you will you burn it to the ground? Like, will, will you please not burn it to the ground? And the Lord's like, listen, 
if there's 50 righteous people in that city, I will not burn it to the ground. And then Abraham's like, mm, okay, let me get a little bit more specific. If there's like 25 or 30 people, will you burn it to the ground? That are, if they're righteous, will you burn it to the ground? God's like, no. So Abraham's like, all right, well, what if there's like 10, 10 righteous people? Will you still burn the city to the ground? The Lord's like, no, if there are 10 righteous people in that whole big city, I will not burn it to the ground. And then he was done speaking. The Lord was done speaking with uh, Abraham and he left. But the Lord knew what Abraham was doing. He knows our hearts and our hearts' positions and our thoughts. He's like, he cares for a lot. But listen, there wasn't even 10 people in Sodom that were righteous, that weren't sinning, that weren't worshiping other idols, that weren't harming other people. There weren't even 10 of them. But there was Lot. And God loves Lot. And God had mercy on Lot. So he decided to save Lot, but still burn the city to the ground. So then two angels that were described as men headed towards Sodom in chapter 18, verse 6. So it does say in chapter 18, verse 6, that the Lord sent two men towards the city of Sodom. But I think it's very interesting and, and worthy to know that in chapter 19, verse 1, they are actually described as angels that look like men. Okay. But so these two men go into um, the city. They're making their way to the front gates of city of Saddam and Lot sees them and Lot knows in his heart that these people are angels. So he bows down. He's like, listen, please stay at my house. You can spend the night, be fed and leave early morning. Just, just please come with me. Don't, don't go into the city. It's very, very sinful. And so the angels declined and they said, they will stay the night in the square, which is like downtown in the city. But Lot was persistent and he ple he pleaded for them to stay with him. And, and he's like, I'll give you dinner. So please, please just be safe in my home. And so they're like, all right, we'll, we'll see what Lot has going on. So the men came to the door and they, they go into their home and, you know, they're, they're sitting with Lot. And then all of a sudden they get knocks from all these men wanting to have their way with the angels and Lot's like, no, you can't. I want you to leave my house, like get away from my doorstep. And so the angels grab Lot, bring him back inside the house and strike the men with blindness and slams the door. And they're like, listen, we don't need to see anymore. We heard what they had to say. This city is nasty and sinful. The Lord needs to destroy it. So now we're in chapter 19, verse 15 through 16. And it states, with the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. Verse 16 says, then Lot hesitated. Oh, then the men just grabbed his hand in the hands of his wife and his two daughters, and they led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. Verse 17 in chapter 19 says, the angels said, Flee for your lives. Run. Do not look back and do not stop anywhere in the plain or you will be swept away. So, all right, let's take a step back, kind of reflect what's going on and happening in this situation. So the angels were going to be attacked pretty much or they were, you know, these people thought they were going to attack these angels and they were like, all right, the city is wicked. Lot, We got to get out of here. All right. So he's like, we're going to take your wife, your two daughters 
and you need to run out of this city now. But it says in verse 16 that he hesitated. When he hesitated, the angels took matter into their own hands. They grasped him by the hands, by, by Lot's hands, by the hands of his wife and his two daughters, and they led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. But they gave him specific instructions. Flee and do not look back. Do not look back to where you're running out of. Keep moving forward for we are going to lead you to safety. And this is where things get very interesting. So just imagine they're running. They're booking it. They're booking it. They're running. They're running. They're running. Don't look back. Keep running. But chapter 19, verse 26 says, But Lot's wife looked back, and boom, she became a pillar of salt. Mm. She became a pillar of salt. She looked back of what she was leaving. She looked back after the sin that she may or may have not have encountered with, the people, the relationship she built. Maybe she liked it there. I don't know. But she looked back. Can you imagine just running, being led by two angelic forces out of a sinful city? You can hear it in the background. Sulfur raining down, people crying, everything being burnt to the ground, knowing that your life is being spared. And as you are running, you still have the temptation to look back and see what you're leaving behind. And she became salty. As she's running, she became salty. And when she learned back, she turned into a pillar of salt. Mm. So I read some commentary and some other Bible studies, and they say that basically this is an example of Lot's wife living a worldly life versus a godly life. Wow. So I want to ask you today, as you are coming into 2023, are you going to live a worldly life or a godly life? Are you going to be stuck in the past? Are you going to look behind you and see, oh, man, but... We dated for six years and I just love him so much. And no, honey, he got you out of that toxic relationship. You need to keep moving forward. Are you going to look back and say, wow, that job was amazing. It was the most it ever paid me. But wasn't your work life toxic? Didn't the Lord lead you out of that? Are you going to look back and say, man, that person hurt me three years ago. And every time I see him, I can't get over it. Is the Lord not saying, hey, have a forgiving heart. Turn the other cheek and keep moving forward. What I love about this story so much is that even when we hesitate leaving sin, even when we're like, it's so hard to stop my alcohol, porn, whatever addiction you may have, the Lord has the authority and mercy and grace and love for you to take you physically by the hand and say, I am going to lead you to safety. But right before we get to safety, don't be a Lot's wife and turn back and say, wow, I miss the good old days because the good old days are now. And I believe whoever is listening to this podcast, God has a purpose for your life and he wants to bring blessings to you, but why should he when you keep wanting to go back to your old ways? Don't be a lot's wife. Keep pushing forward. Keep seeing what God has for your life. Because when you look back, you'll become salty. You'll be like, man, Lord, I've been praying healing for my brother or my mother, and it hasn't come to pass. He's been suffering for so long. He's saying, no, 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 focus on me. 
what I can do for you and your family. Put your eyes forward, not backwards of what I didn't do last year or the year before, the year before. Focus on what I'm going to be doing now. I'm holding your hand and guiding you to safety. Mm. Don't be a lot's wife. See, this particular scripture is also mentioned in the New Testament. In Luke 17, 32, it says, Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. So I don't know what you're going through today. I don't even know if I'm going to get one listener on this podcast. But I can tell you that if you are listening to it, it's for a reason. And don't try to keep your life of your old ways. Don't. It's not worth it and it won't work, especially if God has called you to be different. He wants to bring you out of that sinful environment and place you into an environment of safety and love and peace, which is residing in the presence of the Lord. Don't look back and say, man, all my friends are partying. Why, why, Why can't I do it? No, you can't do it because you are set apart. Man, I'm just so hurt by that person. They abused me, whatnot. God's saying, forgive them because I'm telling you, when you look back, you will start to have those feelings of resentment, of missing out, FOMA, whatever it is. But if you keep your eyes on me and keep pursing forward and stop looking back at a worldly life and saying, oh, what am I missing out on? You're not missing out on anything. Keep looking forward because God is going to use you to be different, set apart, and guide you to safety away from this wicked world. Don't try to go back and grow old habits. See, Lord specifically used sulfur to destroy the city. And sulfur is a chemical that can cleanse and heal heal you in small increments, but large of it, it can be very toxic. And when it gets into soil, nothing can grow from it at all. So don't look back trying to plant a bad seed, a bad habit of pornography, addiction, whatever it may be, because God wants to kill that out of your life. It won't grow. But if you keep looking back at it, if you keep saying, oh man, I want it, you're going to be tempted to go into it. And the Lord's saying, I'm calling you out of it. Listen to me. I'm going to grab you by the hands, just as the angels grab Lot's hands, the hands of his wife and his two daughters. I'm going to lead you out of it. But if you look back, you will become salty, bitter, mad, angry, missing out on things, but you shouldn't feel that way. Don't you trust me enough that where I have placed you is where you're supposed to be? Because you got purpose in your life. And I believe that what I just said, somebody on this podcast needed to hear it and be reminded of it. Mm. So as you sit back and reflect on this Bible study, remember that you need God to make decisions. Don't be so Deceive that what looks good from far away may not be good up close. You need the Lord to lead you out of sinful environments and situations and take a step of faith knowing that where God is leading you is where he needs you to go. Don't hesitate like Lot did. Obey and don't look back at your old ways. Live a godly life, especially in this new year of 2023. Mm. Wow. I want to pray for you as we close out this Bible study. Dear Lord, 
whoever is listening to this podcast, I believe, is listening for a reason. And I pray, God, that you will enrich their life with peace, love, and acceptance. And may they be brave enough to step out of whatever wicked environment or sinful or habitual sin that they are in to walk in accordance to your purpose. May the path they walk be straight and narrow. May they not look back on the old ways of people who hurt them or the situations that's happened to them. May they not reminisce on the past, but be focused on you for their future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of the Purpose Podcast. I hope that this Bible study really ministered to you or to someone in need. If you can like this podcast on the iPhone Apple app thing, (laughs) please do so. As you can tell, I'm still new to this. Um, If you know this podcast would bless someone else, share it with someone in need. I am in the process of making an Instagram account for this podcast so you can be uh, up to date of when a new episode will be airing. But in the meantime, you can follow my personal Instagram account at Elias, A-L-I-A-S underscore XOXO. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you become a dedicated listener. And just remember, you're loved and you have a purpose in this world. God bless.